Prima RD, right? Mm-hmm. RD. Yeah. What? what? You have an RD after your name? I do. Is that your la- is that your last name? So Rima is your middle name? Yes. <laughs> no, so it's Rima. my credentials. I wish y'all could see my eye rolls that I do on <laughs> this podcast. What is RD? It is registered dietitian. Really dope. Really dope registered oh. dietitian. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to do the intro. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. okay, go Jazz. Go. This- Okay, we have Sarah Rima RD, and she is one of my oldest friends, and we were roommates in college, but that's not really super relevant. It kind of is, but we wanted to have her on because I saw how much you studied and how much experience you have at only 24. You started doing research, and you finished the research, unlike me, and (laughs) then you went to Cal Poly, one of the hardest RD programs to get into, and now you just got accepted to do your master's, so... She also she finished the program at Cal Poly too. Yes. Just so that people know. Yes. <laughs> and she aced her test and now she is working at Valley Children's Hospital. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like oh. talking about yourself, Sarah? Um, you know, it's not my favorite thing. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um I don't in the last episode we did okay. um national days. Okay, like the national holiday for the day. Okay. So we're, I'm, I'm going to read them off, the, the national days of today, and that is April 23rd. Okay, are you ready? You guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ladies ready? So ready. National Cherry Cheesecake Day. I wow. Have... That's like my least favorite type of cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's very relevant. National Lost Dog Awareness Day. Our dog went missing today oh my gosh yeah that's right yeah and i don't really care if he comes back because we're gonna save money so he doesn't mean that you don't mean that he loves legend yeah Yeah, legend is our half german shepherd half coyote did you know he is half coyote sir no i did not know that well that's what we could breed that's what we were told (laughs) it's also national picnic day oh i love picnics so we need to go have a picnic we can all sit six feet apart and have a picnic National Take a Chance Day, so we can sit closer. We we can take a chance closer <laughs> during our picnic. Someone's over quarantine. <laughs> yeah, totally. National National Talk Like Shakespeare Day. So the challenge for today is we all have to talk like Shakespeare. Oh, please don't make podcast. me do that. Oh, what light! <laughs> Jasmine's been in a Shakespeare play before. She's yeah. like up. Please oh. tell. I'm married to her, and I don't know this. What? Just Juliet. Oh no! Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> My dad didn't like that play either. <laughs> oh, actually, she did tell me. That was the first. That was her first kiss. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. <laughs> I remember. I'm, I'm coming for you, Romeo. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> He won, so. <laughs> I won in the end. He might yeah. listen. We, you, you're a very nice person. Okay. And next. he knows it's joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Last but not least, it is National Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day. It's, it's so after ironic. the work day, and I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, we don't have kids. Yeah. That is also true. There's a lot of parents that have been taking their kids to work, like, every day with them during the <laughs> 
It's so funny to hear my sister like try to shoo her kids away like while she's working. I love scrolling through the like uh, videos, memes, and everything, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's the the fails of during quarantine. All the yes. like parents in Zoom meetings and their kids run through butt naked. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like I think Jimmy Fallon posted one where it's, he's like trying to do the Tonight Show at home, and his daughter's like crawling on him. <laughs> I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting really for Jazz cute. to be in a Zoom meeting, and I'm going to come out of the shower. Just oh, my God. <laughs> Let's pray that Jasmine doesn't get on any Zoom calls lately or recently. No, she just ignores me and tells me to go away. <laughs> you should just put the backgrounds on, Jazz. My dad put, oh. um, like, President Trump with whoever the, like, doctor is that are in all the meetings. <laughs> the press conferences and his most recent Zoom meeting. <laughs> so he looked like he was on the press press conference panel with <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Fauci. Yes. Fauci. 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 What was that? Fauci. I <laughs> Am I gonna have to hit explicit <laughs> on this podcast? <laughs> we are going to be talking about. We're talking about health dietetics. And, yeah, dietetics. Yeah. And especially in the Central Valley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So first thing is not everyone knows, as we experienced in college, not everyone knows what a dietitian is. So tell us a little (laughs) bit about what that is and what kind of training you had to go through to get there. All that jazz. Sure. Um, So there's a lot of different types of dietitians. Some go into food service, some go into community. Um, I chose to go into clinical. And so a clinical dietitian is um, someone who works on patient floors and then within their own office as well. And we evaluate what the nutrition status is of our patients. And that is based off of their medical diagnosis, weight trends, um, allergies. There's a lot of different things that we look at. Um, but one misconception is that I work in a kitchen all day and I actually do not touch food at all in my job. Um, I evaluate these kiddos and based off of all the information that I already shared, I have to problem solve to see how I can give them the best nutrition possible. So for a baby, it might be that I need to educate their, their parents on the formula that they're they're giving them um, for an oncology patient or a cancer patient. It might be that um, they're not able to eat enough because of the treatment that they're getting. So I need to see, can they eat by mouth? If not, then I need to advocate for um, a tube to be placed for me to be able to feed them through the tube. Um, If for some reason their GI tract or their stomach doesn't work, then it's my job to advocate and then calculate um, what they need through their IV nutrition. So it's a lot of problem solving. I'm just trying to get people fed. <laughs> I think a lot of people think that I do um, obesity education all day, and that's not what I do. <laughs> I'm trying to feed kids more than you know restrict them. <laughs> so when I'm on my deathbed, can you hook up an IV with ice cream pumping in through it? You know I could, but Please. that's the that's fastest my way to kill you. <laughs> I don't care. Please, I'll I'll die happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um. No, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> but the oh. education for a dietitian, I realized I didn't answer that part of the question. I'm sorry. No, that um, was really interesting, though. In my head, you were like coming up with nutrition plans for kids. And we are one of my yeah. closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was the question that came up for me was what is the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian? Mm. 
Yeah, and that kind of answers the education question as well. Um, a nutritionist, anyone can get on like their phone or you know the internet or whatever and tell you that they are a nutritionist. There's no required education. We um, aren't really regulated. We don't have licensure in California. So anyone can say like, I'm a nutritionist. A lot of them take like wellness coach classes or like online trainings or whatever, but um, they, they don't have any background or education or experience in it. Whereas a dietitian, I had to go to school for four years, well, five years <laughs> but <laughs> to get a bachelor's degree. And then I had to do a dietetic internship, which is what I did at Cal Poly. And so that's really similar to a medical residency where I'm working in the hospital and it's our supervised practice. So I'm working in the hospital, I'm working, you know, for WIC or I'm working for um, the cafeteria in the hospital doing like food systems management. So you're just kind of working wherever a dietitian works um, so that you can learn all those different trades. And then we take a giant test at the end of it that's regulated by our governing body and by um, the state. And um, you mentioned WIC, which I know is like pretty big around here. And mm -hmm. someone recently asked me like, what is this WIC? Like people said not to buy food right now that's that has like a WIC label. No, I don't know what WIC is. Yeah, yeah WIC is um, actually a really neat um, government assistance program. And I'm usually not pro-government in anything, but this is, a, <laughs> this is a really neat program in that it's based off of um, someone's income level. And the only people that are eligible are mothers, um, infants, or children up to the age of five. And so we're not just handing them, um, you know, a check or whatever. We're handing them a check with specific regulations. So those WIC labels that you see in the grocery store are for WIC participants. So they can only use that money that's given to them on those specific um, WIC labeled foods. So that's typically milk products, juices, cheeses. We're, as a WIC dietitian, you're really just trying to hit the major food groups. So we're trying to give them calcium, we're trying to give them protein, we're trying to give them fruits and vegetables. And so they have to stick within those regulations. They can't buy any type of cheese. They can't buy any type of milk. They have to buy the specific brand and like fat percentage, I think is what they're looking at in order to be able to receive those checks. And then they actually have to go through nutrition education um, with a dietitian or with um, a degree nutritionist, which is different than the nutritionist. Yeah, like your major was nutrition. A little bit more of an education background. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, don't buy those right now if you're not a WIC participant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't see WIC often. On, oh, I guess I just don't pay attention. You'll probably mm -hmm. see it everywhere now. Okay. Yeah, you'll see it everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on, all it's over. It's on quite a bit of things. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, it's really that tells tiny. you who does the shopping in this house. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, I think Jasmine does grocery shopping. So. Yes, probably. I get the ice cream. I get ice cream. It. Yeah, that's what I hey, the one. That probably won't be on the WIC label, so you're good. I need that ice cream IV, Sarah. Although it has calcium, so. Hey. Yeah. It, well, that's Pretty what good. I was thinking because I sometimes I see that label on foods I wouldn't think it would be on, but I wonder mm -hmm. if it's because it's like fortified. Like yeah, so like cereals, yeah. you probably see it on a lot because they're fortified with iron. Um, and can your body absorb that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I've got a lot of questions on that. And like, when, okay. when you say for, how do you feel about things that are fortified? Like, 
I think fortified is really essential um, mm -hmm. in the United States. I have a different feeling on vitamins and minerals mm -hmm. as far as like the oral supplements. Um, but fortification was actually really important throughout the United States history. We saw a lot of babies having um, different problems when they were being born because we didn't have folate in a lot of the foods that were being handed out. So some uh, things are- What was that? Did, we didn't have what? We didn't have folate in a lot of the foods that what, baby, what is that? Or, so it's a, a mineral or actually it's a vitamin. I think it's a B vitamin um, that helps with the development of in utero. So when the baby's in the mommy's tummy, um, their spine and their spinal cord and their brain is developing and folate is what helps to develop that. And so we were seeing a lot of um, babies born with like spina bifida and all of these different like um like spinal cord issues and they were discovering that there was a problem with we weren't getting enough niacin which is another b vitamin we weren't getting enough folate which is a b vitamin and um so they started fortifying like cereals with that and that actually helped a lot with that like kind of pandemic that was going on during that time that's so cool wow <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be asking a lot of questions about the words you say because i have no <laughs> idea what you say that's okay honestly please stop me because i think it whatever your trade is, it becomes so easy to just use those words and mm. you think everyone knows what you're talking about. And well, I think know, that's, that's not their trade for whatever business you're in or whatever career you want to get in. Learning the vocabulary is the first step. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Okay. One, uh, <laughs> we went on Instagram. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> we're talking about, since we're talking about calcium, it reminded me of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and we asked, the, you saw it. We asked a question like, do you have yeah. questions for Sarah Rima, RD? Okay, sorry, RD. And uh, you know this Lico. person. So, Peyton. Oh, no. Decided, <laughs> she had a lot of questions. Let me pull she, she asked. She's related to me. She could just ask uh, me. <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure she was just trolling. She was just, okay, uh, but I'm going to turn, oh, I'm going to twist the question just a little bit. Um, okay. 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 So she asked, is milk bad for you? Okay. That is a great question. Yeah. Is it? So should I just leave it there? No, keep asking. <laughs> okay. So one is milk bad for you. That's from Peyton. Okay? okay. And then, but the reason that I found that interesting is because we are the only mammals that drink milk after yeah. we're done drinking milk from our mommies. Right. <laughs> and, Different and type of milk, but yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. Well, we are not drinking milk for my mothers. We're talking about cows. Oh yes. Yeah. We move on to a different milk. I didn't make did I not make that clear? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but that's something that um I had a vegan teacher in seventh grade. He weren't with us in seventh grade yet, but he was vegan and he was trying to get twelve year olds to be vegan with him. And so he would tell us that he would tell us that, Oh, you know, are you a baby? Like I don't know. <laughs> we could have gotten in trouble. But yeah, are you a baby are you still drinking your mom's milk? You can get just as much from spinach. So huh. anyway, I'll let you answer now. <laughs> it's okay. So thank you, Peyton. <laughs> Thanks, Petey. Um <laughs> no, milk is not bad for you. There's I think that's a really short answer to a question that's not very black and white. You know, if you're lactose intolerant, milk is bad for you. Or if you have a cow's milk allergy or protein allergy, um, that is bad for you. Do not drink milk. Um, but I think the reason that milk gets a bad rap is because there are 
people do develop intolerances to it. And I think it's more common than not a lot of the time that if you cut dairy out of your diet, you do see some different changes. Um, like I know a big one right now is like acne. If you cut, you know, dairy out, the acne goes away or whatever. And I think that at the end of the day, whatever is working for you, nutrition is individualized. So, um, in a more like less black and white answer, I guess, like whatever works for you, like is working for you. Right. Um, but also like in a more black and white answer is that milk has calcium, it has protein, um, it has minerals in it. Like it's really, it, it has a lot of really important things. Are you going to die without milk? No. Are you going to die with milk? No. <laughs> um, but you'll have acne. But you'll have acne, you know, apparently. According to Lauren Conrad, you will. <laughs> oh my goodness. But. No, okay. So I don't have acne and I drink milk. And I just saw a gal. <laughs> okay, you can stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Humble brag. It has everything to do with me. But no, so people think I'm crazy that I only wash my face, usually with just water. I just like splash yeah. water on my face. But I saw this beauty gal who was like, if you have oily skin, you should probably only use, be using water because it, it strips mm -hmm. your face of the oils and then you overproduce even more. And yeah. Like, oh, that actually has, that actually does work for me, but I've never heard anyone yeah. say it. So I just don't tell people because skincare routines are all the rage now. Like they are like, it's a cool thing to have. I know nothing about skincare. <laughs> I'm a farmer. I walk out in the sun and fry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a dietitian and I also walk out in the sun and fry. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so that got me thinking. You said like, mm -hmm. acne, um, like all these side effects of things we eat. And, well, the Central Valley is like the hub for, you know, fruits and veggies and yeah. uh, dairy products. So does the Central Valley see these effects first before everyone else? Like the negative effects you're saying? Yeah, negative or positive. You know, I actually don't know about that. Um, I mean, I guess I would assume so. But the things that we're producing, I feel like we've been producing them for so long that you probably aren't seeing much differences, you know, from here and other places. But that's just a guess. I'm not really sure. I remember, um, so we took that obesity class to get childhood mm -hmm. obesity in Fresno State um, with Dr. Hammonds. Love her. Dr. Hammonds. <laughs> But I remember they talked a lot about food deserts, and I think they said mm -hmm. that we were sort of considered a food desert, which is which means like the access. Fresno to food. is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how is that possible? Right, and so that's what. Right. I don't know if you've learned anything more about that, or if it's mm -hmm. a, like. Well, a yeah. Can you can you go into food deserts more mm -hmm. first, so that people know get to know what a food food desert is? Sure. Yeah. So a food desert. Um, is when you're living in a region that you don't have access to food in general. So it could be like affordable food. Maybe like you live near a grocery store, but it's too expensive for you to purchase. So like what we talked about a lot um, in that class was that there are people way, way out in the country, right? The Valley is not just the city of Fresno. There's um, so many counties, so many um, small farm towns that um, you don't always have access to a grocery store or an affordable grocery store. Sometimes it's just a convenience store. So they could have some fruits or vegetables, but the bulk of what's going to be out there is, you know, kind of processed options that don't aren't really high in protein, aren't high in, you know, vitamins and minerals. And so they call those um, like um, 
dense foods, like nutrient dense foods would be like a fruit or a vegetable. And I think these are more of like um, calorie dense foods. So there's, there's a difference, right, in the types of foods that we're eating. So with a food desert, you could have access to food. It's not that you could necessarily like be starving, but the problem that we're seeing is that it's causing obesity um, in a lot of children. And that's what that class was about too, is that food deserts don't mean that someone's starving necessarily. It can mean that they just don't have access to healthy, you know, clean food. That. And it doesn't help that all the clean food is very expensive and the Cheetos exactly. are really expensive. I mean, are super cheap. Right. Yeah. Or if you live in an area where, you know, your water isn't clean, which I think in the Valley, we have pretty clean water because we're, especially if you're, you know, more in the country, you're on a well, but you see this in, I remember in that class, we talked about Mexico. It's cheaper in Mexico to buy a soda than it is to buy a it's bottle safer, of water. Yeah. <laughs> And safer, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 What was it? The um, I remember they did talk about how, and it, it's a kid. You know, if a kid goes after school, it's focused yeah. on childhood obesity. After school, are they going to buy an apple for a dollar fifty? Are they going to buy the bag of you know hot Cheetos? Right. You know, talkies. 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 <laughs> more accurate. Hot Cheetos is more. Accurate. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> but, and just yeah. and even us saying that it just explains it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know we did we yeah. have the research, but yeah, I mean obviously. No. Yeah. No, it's true. And actually, um I guess I could share those stats. Yeah, now is it a problem still? Or I don't remember. It is, name. yeah. Um and even more than that, so I found a And we're talking Central health, Valley exclusive. Yes, just Central Valley. I mean, there are food deserts everywhere. I think the way that those food deserts look just change so in a third world country a food desert would be you don't have access to food right Mm -hmm. where like in the united states we have food deserts all over the u.s where you know kids might not necessarily be starving they could be starving but i think the bigger problem that we have is that what they're what's available to them is not helping them grow it's not giving them you know the nutrients that they need it's not giving them any protein it's more of just um these these chips or, you know, things that aren't necessarily bad, but if that's the only thing that you're eating, that's going to affect your performance in school. It's going to affect your energy level, you know, all these different things, your health in general. Um, But Valley Children's put out a health needs assessment in 2016, and they said that their top five problems in the Valley um, related to health in general were asthma, diabetes, mental health, obesity, and access to care. And I would even lump... Yeah, I would lump food desert as part of access to care. And what's crazy to me, all of those, except for asthma, is like preventable to me, I feel like, Mm -hmm. except for type 1 diabetes. But Right, exactly. This was, I think, specifically type 2 is what we were looking at. And so this study looked at, um, basically from Bakersfield to Merced is where Valley Children's reaches, and then everything in between. So we actually cover San Luis Obispo County and some of Santa Barbara County. And so that's where that access to care really comes into play is that Valley Children's is located in Madeira, but, you know, we have kids that get flown in or driven into us from San Luis Obispo or Bakersfield or Merced, and um, that's their closest access (laughs) to pediatric care. Wow. So we're pretty lucky to have that. We are. Yeah. Um, We're the only children's hospital in the Valley. And I think when we think of the Valley, we sometimes think like, oh, that's not that big of a space, but... I think the closest one after that is like Sacramento or like um, maybe 
Davis and um, San Francisco, like those all have um, children's hospitals, but like we're the one in between all of them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Were they, I think they were building one in Fowler, right? Or did that not happen? So they're building a couple clinics, but our main hospital is still in Madeira. And I believe that they are building or have built a pretty large clinic or hospital in Bakersfield as well. Um, but we, we are still, I still get patients from Bakersfield. So I'm guessing that it's not like a high, high risk care mm. would be my guess. Um, just hearing the stats and the food desert and as a farmer that frustrates mm -hmm. me knowing that yeah. we produce like almost pretty much all the food for the world here mm -hmm. and we have we are a food desert yeah so what where do you see us taking the next step to um help the central valley you know Get, yeah, like, get, get the food that's the right across yeah. the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we have some things in place that have been very helpful, but you know, we're not curing the problem we have. I know when we were at Fresno state, they had a pantry for students who were going to Fresno state that could come and get food. And um, we have free and reduced lunches. So kids are getting school lunches, but as far as what we're doing beyond these kind of like government regulated programs, I'm not really sure. In my own opinion, the only way that this is really gonna get taken care of is that if small organizations like churches or other nonprofits really step up in their area um, and not just in providing food, but really maybe teaching people how to grow their own food or um, you know, offering a place where they could buy fresh produce for a reduced cost. Um, because honestly, like with the government, you're not going to be able to reach every single small farm town, you know, in the Valley. And I think the Valley kind of gets overlooked sometimes when it comes to these types of problems. And so the way that we're going to fix it is, you know, one small community at a time. Yeah. And coming from the farming industry and knowing how, like where the food goes and how the money works and how everything's moved around. It's, um, it makes me angry, but at the same time, I understand why the farm right. world works the way it does. Um, but at the, and then, you know, there's the other side of the argument that's, you know, like we got to take care of the people that are he here first. Right. In my opinion. Um, I agree. So, you know, I feel like it would be, now I'm getting an idea. Uh oh, <laughs> so many things going on, but you know, if I bet, you know, all farmers, they have a little extra, right? Mm -hmm. If someone was willing to organize that, and set up a stand and sell at a reduced cost. Right. Farmers are willing to donate and then that person can sell for cheaper. Yeah. Um, or even right. packing houses. Like, yeah, well, that's what I was thinking the next yeah. level, like getting already, to the, getting yeah, the, it, to the packing idea. shed because yeah. like the, if we put a lot of wages on farmers, that's mm -hmm. really hard yeah. for the family farm. We were just talking right. to his grandparents about how, so farmers don't control the price, hmm. but everything else is controlled. And everything else is outside their control too. Because so I was asking right. them with minimum wage raising, you know, most people will just raise the price of their product to inflate mm -hmm. with everything else, but farmers can't do that. Right. They don't say, hey, this is how much my almonds cost. It's like it's <laughs> decided by the board and they and have Jasmine to Jasmine asked for that. the question, what's protecting you from like all these things? <laughs> and you know, right. I mean Papa said Yeah, nothing. Papa who's been in <laughs> 
<laughs> who's been in business farming for you know 80 years is like mm, nothing yeah. <laughs> nothing's changed over you know 50 60 years and so um and i i mean i think things have changed like i don't think we were a food desert but i think we are now i mean how well that's a good question how long has the central valley been a food desert do you know I honestly don't know. Um, I would guess as we've been expanding, it's gotten worse. You know, we were, our population is definitely bigger than it was, you know, 20 years ago. So I'm sure with expansion, you can't always keep up with expansion. Um, something else I wanted to talk about is, so we were talking earlier about the kid, you know, once the kid has the money, they are going to choose the mm-hmm. over the apple. Is there anything that people can do like on an individual level or even maybe on the school level um, to like encourage kids to not only like choose the healthy option, but also like have a healthy relationship with the food. Cause I know as a kid, I always chose the apple, but it wasn't from the healthiest headspace. Mm. It was like, I don't want to get fat. I'm going to eat this apple. Like, and it's an (laughs) assuming thought. Yeah. I um, actually had something like this happen We've been having to do a lot of phone consults lately at the hospital because we've closed most of our outpatient um, clinics because of everything going on with COVID. And I had a mom telling me that, um, you know, she's really struggling with her daughter picking foods because she was a little bit older. She could make decisions on her own. And I got off the phone and I told my coworker, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't understand. Like, can't you just tell your kid <laughs> to not eat that? You know, yeah. so ignorant. I have no children of my own. It's <laughs> like blaming the parent, you know, and she was so gracious to me and saying like, you know, like I understand where you're coming from, but like as a parent, I remember, you know, my kids like hoarding food or, you know, not having a really healthy relationship with food. And she was like, when I realized that was going on, it scared me. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm being a bad parent. If my kid feels like I'm restricting them so much that I'm hoarding food, you know, and her saying that like really opened up my eyes. And she said that the way that she dealt with it was by having an open dialogue with her children about food in general. And so she kind of sat her daughter down and was just like, okay, like I see that you're restricting, like bring that food out here. Let's eat it together. I don't want you to feel shame. I don't want you to feel like you have to eat, like hide it from me. I know I was like almost in tears when she's telling me this. So like, you're such a good mom. How could you ever think you're a bad mom? You know? And, and it was just like, that really opened up my eyes is that like, I think with anything that has to do with, you know, mental health, that it needs to be an open dialogue. So talking to your kids about choose the apple over something else from a very young age, you know, not saying that the chips are bad because they're not bad. They can be part of a healthy diet. Absolutely. But just reminding them like, Hey, we choose the apple because the apple has vitamins and minerals and makes us feel good. And it makes us strong and not bringing weight into it at all. And where with the chips, you know, we offer them in moderation and we, we don't restrict them from our kids because if we restrict them and then your kids get into high school, they don't know what to do with themselves. They're eating chips for the first time and they're hiding them from you, you know, and they don't know how to moderate themselves. <laughs> Just like kids going like, oh to gosh, college and chips before. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. So I think the best thing that we could do um, with our kids is to just have this open dialogue of why we eat what we eat, you know, why we moderate other things without weight being a question. But also kids learn by example. So if we're restricting as parents, 
well, you're restricting. I'm not a parent. So, but if Neither you're restricting, are we. <laughs> so good. That's why I'm trying to learn this now. I don't want to mess my kids up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, they're going to have me way. as a dad, so they're screwed. Oh my gosh. Jasmine will balance it out. <laughs> but, you know, if your kid is seeing that I'm restricting, you know, and they, they pick up that habit subconsciously, I think, or if they see that I'm binging out on cookies every night, which I often do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, like but it's, you think it it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did it out in the open where everyone could see it. <laughs> and you would tell us. So, so we could shame fine. you. <laughs> see, see this full box of Trader Joe cookies? It's going to be gone. <laughs> I have a test tomorrow. <laughs> so real my nickname is still milk and cookies because that is literally <laughs> Aaron still calls me that <laughs> oh my gosh that is so funny I remember that I was thinking you were you guys were talking about well you were talking about talking to your kids and mm-hmm. you know telling them why we're eating this or why you should eat this and it took me back to what my parents did with with me and my siblings and and we had primarily boys in the family. So right. it was used as more, instead of sitting down, it's like, like what you said, I don't remember how you said it, but it was more of like, eat your cucumbers and tomatoes because they'll help you dunk a basketball, you know, or they help you throw a football farther. Yeah, and, exactly. And so, and I still, to this day, I believe that tomatoes make you jump higher. So I don't know. They do. So it works. It's scientific fact. <laughs> That's good for me to hear though. Cause I'm, I'm one of those people who'd be like, Honey, this is this is energy that's gonna metabolize in your body, and my daughter's gonna be like, "What?" Well, and it's, I talk to seriously. Our, that would be me. I talk to our nephew, and you know, I when someone says something about a food, like, "Oh, this is good for you," but it goes over their head. But when I say right. this is going to help you grow as big as your dad, and then you can beat him up and wrestle with him. Then the kid all of a sudden starts shoving his face full of cucumbers. So right. I- <laughs> is it lying to our children? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Santa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's all about, honestly, food is so mental and emotional that I think from a really young age, even like you have to start linking those two together or else, you know, they're going to use cookies as a coping mechanism for a test like I did (laughs) or they're going to use restriction as a coping mechanism for a test like a lot of people do you know and um, if you don't start teaching them from a young age the role of food and how God created it for us they're they're gonna be screwed you know (laughs) right and I'm so glad you mentioned that it is emotional because I think so I I think most girls and even some I'm sure a lot of boys too with that unhealthy relationship and so I was kind of like, okay, no emotions with food, like food is fuel. And I'm finally kind of making my way back to like, it's okay if I had ice cream because I was sad. And instead of yeah. saying like, I'm a weak person because of it, I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed it. No, it didn't mm-hmm. fix any of everything, but you know, it was good. And then I move on instead of like, then you just dwell and you could binge right. or you could, you know, either way you're going to, it's going to be a lot. Well, that was really hard for me, yeah. especially coming from with an app coming with it from an athletic background, mm-hmm. you know, all I did, it didn't matter what I put in my body, just eat, 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 yeah. eat, eat, And now I don't, you know, I'm not playing, you know, four hours a day. Right. You know? And so, and it took me, you know, until this year to figure that out. <laughs> so there is hope, but it takes, it takes me a long time. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's a 
process and there's nothing wrong with it being a process you know it's nothing there's nothing wrong with it taking a couple of years especially as you enter into adulthood and you're doing the grocery shopping for yourself or you're regulating like the quality and the quantity of what you're eating like there's nothing wrong with that kind of being a process and not something that you just understand right away yeah totally and so that um, kind of leads me to another one of our big talking points we wanted to talk about tonight was um, all these fad diets that <laughs> we see in, you know, what are some keto and mm-hmm. um, I can't even think my of my ice cream only diet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that diet, diet too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like bread is bad. Like, oh, I don't know. Right. Yeah, you know, that because of all that emotional stuff that we, we get in our adulthood and we are in this mindset of like, we need to always be dieting. Like, Anyway, but I guess my question is, what are your thoughts on some of the popular diets that are going around? So as like a simple rule of thumb, um, and obviously don't let this be the end all be all to, you know, your rules when it comes to what you eat, but any diet that's asking you to take out a whole food group is probably not a diet that you should be on. (laughs) So these diets that are saying, um, cut out carbohydrates, your brain runs on carbohydrates. So good luck like doing anything without carbohydrates (laughs) and good luck keeping your body from binging on carbohydrates after you've restricted for so long. Um, those types of restrictions are just not sustainable. And so you will notice quick weight loss because you're losing water weight really, really fast. But at the end of the day, you're going to gain all of that back because you didn't create healthy habits for yourself. All you created was this like self-discipline of I'm going to say no to carbohydrates But then like, what if something, you know, bad happens like in your life and you don't know how to cope with these things that are happening and then you binge eat on carbohydrates because that's what you've restricted for so long. So I think you just have to be really careful of um, not putting yourself on a diet. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to eat better or, you know, quote healthier. But at the end of the day, if this diet that you found is asking you to cut out fat or cut out carbohydrates or cut out protein. I don't think any of them ask you to cut out protein, but, um, or, you know, junk food or whatever. Like if they're asking you to cut these things out, then like I would, that would give a red flag to me. <laughs> I'm going to ask this question. I could get in a lot of trouble. Okay. Oh, you ready for this chance? No, I'm not. Um, okay. So I, so, some days I feel like going vegetarian and I won't eat any meat mm-hmm. that day and I feel really good. Okay. Yeah. I never have the feeling of going vegan because I love meat, but mm-hmm. from a dietitian perspective, what, how do you feel about going vegan? Well, I know it you hurts. mentioned cutting out <laughs> all the food groups. So that answers my question. Yeah. It's such a huge diet. It's a huge fad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't think it's necessarily bad. You know, you're eating fruits and vegetables. And when I talk about um, cutting out food groups, as a vegan, you might not be eating meat, but you're still having protein. So it's not asking you to cut out, you know, a protein, a carb or a fat, which are the three things that our bodies really run on. And so I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with being vegan, but I think that you can do it incorrectly. (laughs) Um, You don't get B12 from plants. And that's a really vital vitamin that we need for our body to function. 
And so you need to be on a B12 supplement or taking, I think there's like an algae or something that (laughs) produces B12. So if you want to eat that and sesame seeds, like for the rest of your life, that's fine. As long as you're getting B12, Um, I'm not really that concerned about it. Okay. So it's okay. Yeah, it is okay. It's just easy to do correctly. It is so easy to do it incorrectly. Yeah. And it's not, it should never be used for weight loss because at the end of the day, like it's really not going to be beneficial unless you're having less calories. Like weight loss is only going to occur if you're eating less calories. It doesn't matter like what types of food groups you're eating. At the end of the day, it's calories. Say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) It's calories. (laughs) That's so good to hear because I follow this guy and he always says that, but I don't know what his credentials are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, cause like we talk about how we do the Daniel fast, which is vegan Yeah, and how we I gain weight on that every time weight. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just like eating lentils and like yeah. eating, eating brown rice, which are I'm hungry like every five minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like you were, you were talking about the difference between nutritionist and dietitian and mm-hmm. um, like a nutritionist can be anyone. And yeah. So I kind of feel like a nutritionist and you know, yeah. talking about like, you know, people screwing up diets. Well, I think I should make my own diet and I could be a nutritionist. Just eat California almonds and raisins. You could. Just eat California almonds and raisins. And that would help our pocket, Jazz. That would like clean you out. <laughs> fiber. Yeah, lots of fiber. It'll clean you out in that way. Oh. It will, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're going to miss some vitamins though on that diet. Yeah, you probably will. <laughs> no, just add them. Just add them to the diet. Yeah. Add them. Need, that's why they say eat the rainbow, not Skittles. But if you eat the rainbow, yeah. you're going to get your vitamins. Exactly. Neapolitan ice cream. That's a different type of rainbow. <laughs> My best advice is eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, mm. add more fruits and vegetables. So when you're looking at your diet, don't think about subtraction or taking things out, think about addition. I'm adding in fruits and vegetables. I'm adding in exercise. I'm adding in more water. And naturally you will, won't be as hungry for things that you know are higher, cal- high, higher in calories and lower in vitamins and minerals. And eventually like your body will get used to exercise and you might even be eating more when you're exercising because your body will say, oh, I'm hungry <laughs> you know, more mm-hmm. often. But I think at the end of the day, that's the most in, important way to live like a healthy lifestyle if there was a definition for one and when i get my plate right so i make my plate mm-hmm. and i'm going to eat i heard i've heard that you go fruits and veggies first then protein and then carbs yeah it, the order doesn't matter but i would say half of your plate should be fruits and vegetables and then oh, the wow. other half should be your protein and your carb that is their recommendation um from the usda that's government though, isn't it? That's government. <laughs> <laughs> I walk the line with the government. <laughs> they give me my regulations, so I got to respect them. <laughs> well, so since we're, I mean, this isn't always relevant, but we're in shelter in place now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I see a lot of memes and there's always a little bit of truth to them. <laughs> I, I think people are struggling right now with their health. Oh, yeah. With their eating and I am. And, it, and I feel like, like you said earlier, like how can you, when you're stressed, it's harder for you to make good decisions and the whole yeah. world's kind of under a little bit of stress. Is there anything you can recommend to help us be like a little more like successful in the health department? Get my mind off ice yeah. cream, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so everyone is going through a really traumatic event right now, right? No matter what our situation looks like, this is trauma. And so our bodies are going to react differently. And I would say the best thing you could do is one, know your personality. So are you a restrictor or are you a binge eater? You know, where do you kind of lean when, um, when stress comes on? And I think if you are finding yourself in the kitchen a lot, make sure that you're just stacked with healthy snacks. So if you're eating because you're bored and you, you need you know, a sensation like a crunch, then cut up some cucumbers. They're crunchy. Or get some carrots. They're crunchy too, you know, or um, get some popcorn. There's nothing wrong with some popcorn, you know, um, get the kind where it doesn't have butter on it already. And you can add your own butter or your own oil or salt. Um, and if you're someone that restricts, then maybe give yourself a routine, you know, set out a calendar or a, a schedule for yourself during the day and say, okay, I'm going to eat breakfast at this time. I'm going to have a snack at this time just to kind of get yourself back into that normal everyday routine. And then have some grace for yourself. So if you're seeing all of these people post about exercise, but you're just not feeling like exercising, then go for a walk. There's nothing there's no one telling you that you need to be, you know, sweaty every single day and have, you know, all of these great workouts all the time and, you know, use this time to really get into shape. Like, I don't like focus sweat. on your mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like go for a walk. Or if you feel like that's something you want to do, do one of those really hard exercises that are being posted for free right now. There are mm -hmm. so many trainers right now that are posting things that usually don't like utilize them if you want to but really listen to your body that was so beautifully said I, like <laughs> I don't know I just feel firm too because I've been working on my intuitive side I think I'm I don't know it just works better for my personality than a schedule yeah. and so like if I don't feel like working out I will go I will most of the time go for a walk not always <laughs> sometimes just you know watch tv but sometimes I have like this pent-up energy like I didn't yeah. do enough today and then I and then I'm like instantly let's do a hard workout and it helps me mm -hmm. sleep so I'm the opposite i put more ice cream in my face <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but well i because i related to like the person that need like you're bored and you got, mm -hmm. i'm gonna go eat i need that crunch that's right satisfying yeah and so it doesn't matter i'll just go in and most i'll say most of the time it's either salty like chips or something yeah. really sweet mm. like a candy and yeah uh, so, and so I really, I relate to that. So I'm going to, have yeah. To so then for you, add some lemon and salt to your cucumbers. It'll give you the crunch. It'll give you the salt flavor. And if you want something sweet, maybe do like, um, An apple chocolate chips. <laughs> you could even do like a handful of chocolate, chocolate chips. chips. <laughs> yeah. Have chocolate chips. Oh yeah. They're a little bit smaller and they'll, they'll feel like a snack and there's nothing wrong with chocolate people. <laughs> Put it on the list, babe. Fantastic. Or an apple. You could also have an apple. <laughs> Okay. No, I like the chocolate chips. You know, we ate a lot of carrots that week that I had made hummus. I'm going to need to make hummus. Oh, again. yeah. <laughs> so basically, it's I eat bad when Jasmine doesn't have hummus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jasmine, make the hummus. I need to. It's my duty. <laughs> it's your Syrian wife duty. <laughs> exactly. As soon as she's going to say, she's going to want another duty. <laughs> I think we've quoted Nacho Libre on every one of these podcasts. I don't know. Hey, if you all haven't watched Nacho Libre, oh. you need to go watch it. That is a direct order from your local dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll make you eat better for sure. The salads he makes looks oh, The salad. Look 
look. Oh, awesome. they look so good. Yeah, I did not want like heavy Mexican food. Oh, could you that. crush the chips like he does and blow them all over my salad? <laughs> I can do it to yours, but no one else's. Okay. Corona. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not a recommendation. People don't go around <laughs> blowing chips on salads. It's a oh, that's another um, way to flirt. Last time we mentioned how I how I snag Caleb by pulling the drawstrings on his on his. Uh, oh, shirt. so yeah, I remember that conversation. <laughs> that's like PG thirteen. Careful. <laughs> can we end on that fun question I brought up earlier? Go for it. Okay, what is your favorite Disney ride? Disney my favorite Disney ride? The left field here. You are the Disney. <laughs> oh my gosh. She had no preparation for this. I had no preparation. No. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> I, this is the hardest question I could have asked you. So I will say both oh of these gosh. two women are huge Disney fans. And this man yes. next to me. Well, because like... I hang out with I'm ha- I hang out with you two. It was like you I These you are, are the two okay. women I see the most of. We were in Greece when Probably you light your sweater. Let the record show. That's true. We had nothing to do with that. I do love my Buzz Lightyear sweater. We couldn't stop that. We were out of the country. To infinity and beyond! Literally. Okay, sorry, Sarah. Please. <sighs> it's your floor. You answered the question. This is so hard. You wrote Rise, Rise of the Resistance, didn't you? <gasps> I did. How? It's amazing. I shut Disneyland down, you guys. They closed it the day after I came home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It was your fault. It was my fault. I brought Corona to Disneyland. Um, oh my gosh, I can't even answer this question. It's so top, hard. Top, top okay. two. Top two. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you my favorite classic ride. Okay. It's probably Peter Pan oh, because so Ditto. that's like my dad's all time favorite. And so we would go on it like at least once when we were there. We'd stay in that dang 30 minute ride line for the 30 second ride. So there's some um, nostalgia there. There's so much nostalgia. I love it. And you feel like you're flying. Like, my gosh. (laughs) Um, My favorite, like, I guess, bigger ride is probably Splash Mountain. Like, I love that ride. Mm. But I rode the raft ride with my family when we shut Disneyland down in California. And that honestly is so much fun because everyone gets so wet and you just, like, laugh at people the whole time when the waves come. (laughs) And then... That was three. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll take that, actually. <laughs> well, what's your favorite? Uh, Tower of Terror, for sure. Oh. oh. Have you written the new Guardians of the Galaxy one, though? Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. I don't know. What's okay. the, I don't even know what the name of it is. What's the, I don't know either. I, yeah, just the Guardians. It's called Guardians. Oh, Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You guys is are the Disney people. That's what I was wondering. Is that Star Wars? <laughs> Oh, maybe. That's what Star Wars I is think called. So. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, yeah this is gonna up. bother me. Yeah, I'm a big Tower of Terror fan, so a galaxy see. thing fan. That's probably my favorite too. Honestly, right. is that your favorite? I, well, I I love. I think if you get to pick one fun and one classic, then that's all. Okay, that's Sarah got three, so I get three. Is that okay? Is it Toy Story Mania? Toy Story Mania. I love that one. And come on, how oh, could you? Oh, Mission be Breakout. Oh. It's not a very good name. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I like Galaxy Judge better. Sorry, yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> I love Star Wars. Uh, Star Tours. Uh, oh, that one's so good. That is the best. Yeah. And Toy Story Mania. And oh, that one's fun too. Breakout Terror. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, it's the experience. I just love walking around that place. 
It's so fun. Follow-up question. How old is too old to go without kids? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's an age limit. It's Disneyland. Is there any good food that is healthy for us at Disneyland? (laughs) No, there's no bad food. All food is good food. That's the question Ashlyn had. Shout out Ashlyn for asking that. What did she At Ashlyn writing. (laughs) Is is all food good food? Shoot, I think that's what it was. Yeah. She's making fun of me because that's what I say all the time. I know. She also (laughs) asked, are you taking boyfriend applications? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is public, Jazz. This is public. I don't, don't know. Don't say those things. She probably thought we weren't going to say it. Now we're going to embarrass her more than any of us. That's true. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she is taking application. Oh, throw it back at her. Oh my gosh. We already added her too. Don't at me. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> okay, should we have her sign off? Yes. Okay, so yeah, just give some... Uh, um advice to everyone uh, i mean mm-hmm. this whole podcast was advice i feel like yeah i learned a ton oh yeah um, is there anything more that you would like to add tips advice i will just reiterate that all food is good food and that any type of food can be part of a healthy diet so don't follow people on social media that tell you otherwise you can follow them but don't listen to them <laughs> <laughs> Cut that negativity out. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking time tonight, Sarah. And that yeah. Was so fun. Yeah, I'd blast, Sarah. Thank so you. So educational. I had so much fun. Miss Thanks you guys. Can't us. wait to see you soon. Yes. Yes. Take care. Stay healthy. I will. Don't <laughs> bring too. us Corona. I will try not to. <laughs> <laughs> she does not have Corona. Just. I don't have Corona. I, I just work in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. Oh I, le- no I truly, problem. I learned a lot. And I've, Good. I've, I've known you a long time and I feel like I still learned something. So. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. <laughs> All right, we'll sit, do my awkward bye. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. Bye. <laughs>